Hello, my name is Kate and I am founder of Live Love Life, which is an organisation I have um, profited by myself in a non-profit organisation basically and uh, it's all about reaching your dreams and helping people create their dreams, reach their dreams and uh, set goals, ambitions, things that they'd love to get out of their life, uh, their desires, wants and needs, whether it be success, love, uh, more family time, freedom, travel, you name it, the uh, opportunities or uh, the desires are limitless. So I am a homeschool mum of two children. I am born and bred in Australia uh, from Victoria and I have been married for 10 years or actually technically five years but with the father of my first son and daughter for 10 years and I've recently uh, separated and I am now currently traveling around Australia with my two kids and the dog and we have headed up the east coast of Australia and so far so good I am kicking goals daily and I am feeling proud that I took the leap and yes let go of a lot of things to actually chase my chase my dreams of fulfill fulfill my desires and uh, create the life I really really wanted um, not just for me but for my children so I homeschool my children as well which is a bit of fun on the side I used to be a after-school care coordinator and I've worked in childcare for many many years of my life I coordinated an after-school care room for six years and I love getting involved with the children and organizing activities and you know making learning fun is what I believe is the key um, because it allows the children to learn at their own pace which is one thing I definitely stand by and I wanted to talk to you today on my parenting skills or my parenting traits or my parenting ways if you wanted to call it so basically I am a oh, I don't even know what generation I am because that is a definition that I don't feel needs to be defined by everyone in the world now everyone is different and each to their own and I completely respect and value difference in people um, indifference in people and therefore I step outside the square or the box and I do things differently and the biggest thing that I struggled with was judgment from others or criticism from others and they were huge hurdles that I had to climb over or overcome to get to where I am today and I am so grateful that I took the plunges and I am so grateful for all the lessons that I learnt along the way. Now my children are beautiful, I have a 10 year old boy and a 5 year old daughter and uh, when they came into this world I was not in a good place. I was definitely not ready for my son and I actually wanted to have children a lot younger. I was 32 when I fell pregnant with him. Um, no, sorry, 31. <clears throat> and he was born when I was 32. So I wanted to have children when I was 20. And in actual fact, I was pregnant at 20. And um, <clears throat> I didn't continue with that. 
I didn't go through with it. I was too scared and didn't feel I had my ducks in a row and was very unbalanced in life and unstable. I didn't feel I had enough money to support a child. There was so many doubts and I can't change that now. That's the past. But basically when I fell pregnant at 32 or 31, I decided that this was my last chance and this was my last opportunity to take that plunge into parenting. My 20s were wild. I enjoyed them. <clears throat> utmost and I in my late 20s I, I came to the realization that I may never have children and I was extremely clucky and extremely vulnerable in the sense that I wanted desperately to start a family and have children um, I felt the uh, wall closing on that opportunity what's it we go through that phase um, basically I was ready and I didn't have much time left. So there was all this news and flow of, you know, women not being able to have children and their, their time was up or they um, were becoming more unhealthy and gestational diabetes was becoming more of a problem and SIDS and all of this stuff that was coming through at that time. And there was a lot of movies that came out as well that I just, I just self-sabotagely watched over and over. Um, you know, knocked up and, you know, how to, or baby, there was, there was so many baby movies, um, the Jennifer Lopez one, um, where she decided to get uh, artificial insemination and go through that um, loophole. And there was my sister too, who was wanting to have her second child and going through struggles with that. So I, I basically felt the urge and the push so much stronger and then when I fell pregnant it was amazing but basically that's a long story and I'll just I'll cut it off there because that's that's for another day but I wanted to talk about my parenting and it has changed from the day I fell pregnant or conceived to the day I had my child massive shifts and changes through that year and then from the toddler years to the, from the first walk through the toddler years to the first, you know, run to the first reading, um, to prep, then onto school and friends, then the sports, it was a massive, massive adventure and so many things changed, if not weekly, let alone yearly. There was massive changes and my biggest thing that stuck with me through most of those years was that try it all, give it a try and do it your way because what works for most people doesn't necessarily work for you. You've got to trial things and work it out and work out what works best for you and as a parent with your child who's a complete individual and so indifferent to so many others don't compare was a constant reminder in the back of my head and do it your way so every struggle every challenge every milestone it changed the dynamics of our outcome and our potential future direction 
uh, of me as a parent and for my child as a child growing. So my son was a whole different ball game to my daughter, completely opposite. And basically with him, there was a lot of struggles and a lot of challenges. And I just kept on keeping on. And I was one that would never take a first diagnosis. I would always get a second opinion from a doctor. And from the age of three, he's kindergarten, yeah baby, come here so this is it while I'm doing this podcast right now my daughter's just came in with a, um, a problem basically for her little world she was bullied and this was something that was a huge struggle my son was bullied from kindergarten the kinder teachers picked him out of the crowd and said that there were things wrong with him so then we did a five-year straight journey of occupational therapists, specialists, uh, psychologists, pediatricians, um, so, so many different opinions and specialists that we saw back and forth, back and forth. And um, the teachers' opinions, and it just, it was endless. It was, it was completely endless with that journey. Fluff. Let's talk about it. I'll have to continue this. So I've just had to pause that and have a little chat with my baby. And um, basically the kids were comparing with her. Um, my little baby girl, Chelsea, she's um, five now. And she's actually going through a new shift of her own, um, which is the world of bullying or the world of comparing and competition. Um, but also on the hindsight it's the world of understanding the world of seeing indifferences and the world of uh, understanding society and um, challenges and people so there's so much that I learnt daily it's okay do you want help um, the endless battles, the endless challenges, um, but the endless laughter and the endless fun. Now, I just wanted to say I just listened to a recommended podcast from my sister, Miss McNilly, I think, because she had a very posh accent, from probably from Welsh or English. It was like, oh no, like crew, like how now, cow brown cow. Um, very, very posh in the sense that she's a much older generation probably 20 years on from me which is um the baby boomers is it no that's that's me I'm baby boomer I believe I'm just on the edge of it so I can understand and relate to both generations which which that's why I don't define myself as a uh, x gen or y gen or a baby boomer because I'm basically on the clasp of the baby boomers and the y gen if that's how it works out whatever the next one up is and I sort of don't, don't get too involved with that because it doesn't really make sense in a broad world of such diversity and such capture of so many different people. Like I have met so many people and communicated and, and lived through or experienced and understood through so many other people's understandings 
and experiences in life. Therefore, I don't define myself as one generation because I can understand and grasp both and many because I have my parents who have given me their life experiences on their generation and I completely understand and respect that. And then I, myself, um, my, my siblings, most of them are uh, the X generation, which the, I've lived through their experiences too. And then my experiences have been huge, but yet I've experienced so many other people's experiences through my experiences. Therefore, my nieces and nephews are the baby boomers, which I, I was often hanging about with. So I completely adapted and understood their uh, understandings of, of life or their generation. And now my kids are actually the generation underneath that again. And I am living vicariously through them in a sense as the parent, but yet through their experiences. So we can gather bits and pieces and understand and adapt. Yet I just listened to this lady and she was very closed-minded in the fact that she was her generation and they do it their way or the highway. And she was shocked when she went to the playground after a good five years of not going to it and seeing the baby boomer generations and how they acted their children and how they didn't say no and things like this, how they allowed their children to discuss and work it out together. And that's the generation I'm in. That's what I can understand, but yet I can grasp where she's coming from. But in a sense, it's a little bit snobby. Coming from the baby boomers generation, I would see that as stuck up, closed-minded, and in a sense rude. Because it's not understanding and accepting towards other people's opinions, experiences, feelings. Through their experience of that and their parenting styles. And it's okay because each to their own which is where I come back to always. I believe that every parent is entitled to parent the way they choose. And whether it be with a little bit of discipline or a little bit of structure, or whether it be with less technology, or whether it be with vegetarians, you know, it doesn't matter because it makes no difference to me because I strongly believe each to their own and they are completely and utterly entitled to spread their understandings to their children. I mean, isn't that the gift? Isn't that their entitlement as the parent of having the child? But I also strongly believe that each child has their own journey and their own experiences. Therefore, no matter what the parent imprints onto the child, the child will then choose to do what they desire most if a child wants to do something no matter what or how much the influence from the parent or how strict the influence the child will rebel harder and faster and that's my understanding of the psychological side of a child and a parent and children in that in the whole you know in the whole nutshell now I've learned and understood and experienced a lot of working with children, huge magnitudes. And I respectfully, um, quietly watch. I mean, most of my studying, I think five years of it 
I was monitoring, monitoring children and journaling and, and implementing uh, tasks and activities to help that child learn and grow and see differently in using their cognitive developments and whatnot. And, and there was so much watching that the final little activity or final plan or procedure in place was tiny compared to the monitoring. So the more I monitored, the more I understood, the more I could help that child, which is one strong thing that I learned. If my children would come to me with a problem, we would discuss it. And the discussion, the discussion outweighed the solution because I could never actually become or find a solution for my children to a certain problem if we hadn't discussed it properly. If I didn't understand all aspects of the situation, and there's always something underlying, there was always something behind it, even with an illness. You know, often I think, oh no, the kids have got gastro. But it was actually the party we went to the night before, and they had a cake that had sour cream put in it instead of nice cream. You know, little things like that, little mistakes, and we all got food poisoning. You know, it wasn't gastro from the school. So I was never too quick to judge. I would always make sure I had a full understanding of what the problem was. You know, it's, we're all so quick to point the finger. And that's what I strongly believe in with my children. I will listen to them and we will sit and we will discuss it. And we will throw not, more, not one option but several different options or outcomes of how we could solve this problem and come to a solution together as a team because I strongly believe that we are a team. We are a family, we love each other, we care for each other and we'll all work this out together. And that's the underlying of my parenting. Such compassion, empathy and understanding and acceptance, sense of belonging these are all the hierarchies under the pyramid of the child's needs and wants. Now there's a great uh, doctor, a professor, uh, I think it was Dr. Menarchy. He created the pyramid of the needs and wants of children and that's what I strongly believe in. The pyramid of needs and wants that the children, that, that is structured to help a child achieve or succeed in life. The foundations, the roots of making sure your child has the best outcome. And yes, there's hard days. And, and yes, I get frustrated. I'm no angel, but beating myself up about it or getting angry never, never helped the situation. And often we would just switch the flick, uh, flick the switch, <laughs> flick the switch and go for a walk or flick the switch and all just put on some nice music, flick the switch and get pizza. Uh, dinner's been burnt, whatever, let it go, you know, next, move on. Flick the switch, change the environment go on a holiday or go for a nice drive that always worked 
and the kids would feel great and we'd all feel good instead of getting angry and cooped up and starting to step on eggshells around each other with the tension building I would flick the switch and we would just make it better because there's always a positive outcome you can always find a positive outcome too so I'm going to leave you with that and um, if you've got any questions please reach out but um, try not to fill your brain with too much crap because there's a lot out there and quite frankly you could read the wrong book and it could set you into a world of panic and, and frustration or not understanding. Sometimes the best medicine is a bit of laughter and a chat with a friend and a cup of tea, you know? You don't need to listen to all these gurus or state that they're gurus or professionals that state they're professionals when in actual fact they've got a freaking alcoholic problem on the weekends. You need to chat with a mate that you are like-minded with and it can understand you. Don't always follow the professionals because half the time they're spinning your shit. Excuse the French, but um, it's the truth of the matter. I'm going to leave you that and, you know, they're your children. So trial and error, do your best because you are, and you are a good parent. Give yourself a pat on the back. All right, got to go. It's lunchtime. All right, bye.